Are you Bluetoothed in? <clears throat> oh, no, that's a good point. Yeah, so we can be interrupted again. Well, put your no. phone on silent. Make sure we're all talking loud for the gate. Yeah, you really got to speak up. Open that gate. Good morning. The compressor works well. Bring that Bluetooth channel up real quick. With the, with the key. Magic in three, two, one. Oh, snap. Yo, the, that real music coming back in. Episode two. What's the name of our podcast? The they can hear us. It's the Votary Podcast. The, the Votary Podcast. We we, we can't spent, we stayed up all night thinking that one. We can't do better than that. Oh, we could. We haven't named it yet. Uh, Why would it be called anything different? All right, episode two. Trying to find a name. Okay. <laughs> what do you What do you want to call? It? You want to call it beer? I don't know. I just no, like no, nothing. Hopping, hopping, hopping. As in hops in the beer. Hopping, bopping, boys. Hopcast. Hopping, bopping, boys. Yeah. You remember? That's us. See all these podcasts, and they have these slick titles. Oh my god! I don't want to be slick. The Joe, the, the Joe Rogan experience. Okay, that's not slick. How about? Well, that's actually that started as a show. I'm pretty sure he 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 wasn't doing his podcast as the Joe Rogan experience, but he carried that over to a podcast. So that's like a very old. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was like some TV show where he was like exploring big ideas. Well, what was his podcast called then? The Joe Rogan po- podcast? No. No, he made a podcast and just carried the old title into it. Right. Oh, okay. So even the original old, like really crappy podcast, it was still, it was called the Joe Rogan. I, I think. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> we could what do be we, the podcast podcast where we just talk about other podcasts <laughs> <laughs> probably the whole time, honestly. I that, that's, if, that's that's not, if that's not out there, then that's out there. Yeah. Oh, that's out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, podcast reviews <laughs> or something. The po- podcast, the podcast reviews. The podcast podcast. Yeah, I mean, why not? Well, <clears throat> this is episode two. Still being, where did we leave off? I think we left off basically modern day. Get up to t- the to twenty nineteen, like um, when I had just kind of come into the picture here, and we set a good a good stopping point, and then uh, we would kind of transition into telling the story of this last year, kind of where how we've gotten through this craziness, and then. Mm kind of where we're going love it you know Um, i'll start do it i think a appropriate place to start was basically right before you came in we still had been doing almost all one-offs we call one-off sales where either whether it's a new customer or a repeat customer they're hiring us for a specific project and then that's it that's the that's a quote invoice done and we transit we knew that in order to scale uh and just sort of grow and have margin to invest into the original content that we wanted to make we need some sort of regular money and it was timed pretty much right around that that same time right before you that we got our first monthly client that it's not necessarily a retainer model uh this the the services are specified. And in this case, there's three dedicated team members to this client. Um, but that was a game changer because it allowed us to have um, enough regular money that we could count on to sort of build off of that and continue growing the business. So we quickly started to plan out 
what does that look like for other clients and what you know does it what is it that we can do on a regular ongoing basis and that developed into the concept of story acceleration which is taking the power of storytelling which we we were using for so many clients in their marketing and just in their marketing but then with the further we would dive in with these clients we'd see that they had sometimes had needs for internal only videos and training films and uh, stuff that would really help build their culture. And that's kind of, we had an aha from that saying, <clears throat> oh, story is powerful all across the board. It's not just for marketing. It's, it's an accelerator. Part of that aha moment was definitely the feedback that the company was giving when we were you know, this is what we do. We tell interesting stories and it's just training stuff. And they were like, wow, this is the best videos we've ever seen. This is so amazing. And we're like, it's just uh, you in the factory. Like, uh, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it wasn't any glamorous content, but the way we presented the story was thoughtful and patient. And, you know, every shot looked amazing and right. all these things were like, wow, you know, even for an internal operations where they're not putting this on TV, they're not putting this on their website, it's providing so much value. And so then we were like, let's dig in deeper and see, could every company do that? Yeah. And we were still making it, we we're still employing documentary filmmaking skills. Like you said, patient, um, good B-roll, good storytelling, an actual arc to the story. And <clears throat> treating it import like it was important, um, and and you know that's key. It's like there's n there's no type of content that we make that we can just mail it in. Like using the principles of story acceleration and make and, and the craft of good filmmaking is obviously important across everything that we make. And but but that really was the time that started to clue us in that there are a sizable partners out there potential partners out there that will accelerate if we added our expertise with storytelling to the stories that they were writing with their everyday lives is, is that a good uh definition of story acceleration partnerships do you want to just give a yeah give like a, a definition yeah, of plug it? a plug right here in the middle of the podcast well i just mean like just you know i feel like people <clears throat> will piece it together yeah but just to be super clear a story acceleration partnership so we partner with, um, and, and we use that word particularly, clients really moved into partnerships. So this is an ongoing relationship where we sit down and do a deep dive into where, sort of an assessment of where you're at with your culture, your operations, and of course, your marketing sales. And we kind of look at those like the three pillars that really is the biggest portions of business. And um, after a customer takes this assessment, it's a 30 question assessment, um, it kind of points out, and especially if we, if multiple leaders in the organization take, take it and we can kind of compare notes, uh, we are able to sort of see where the gaps are, where the, where the areas of opportunities are. And for every one of those areas of opportunity, there are corresponding, uh, let's call them a prescription of, um, storytelling uh, film types that we have that will almost inevitably boost and help that area. And so we continually take this assessment over time. And it may be as, as, 
simple as increasing sales, increasing brand awareness in the marketplace. But it may also be like pointing out that your culture needs help and we come up with ideas on how to do that and then how to accelerate that, showing the growth that's happening uh, through stories about culture. And same thing with operations. You know, as companies grow, there's oft, it's often that training becomes an actual problem. You have the, the guy or the gal that did it really well. And unless that person is training everyone and training them the same way every time, you don't have, you're not scaling properly. So doing it with really engaging storytelling films is a, is a great way for it to be, I don't want to say timeless, but certainly have a lot longer shelf life and, and, and scale more easily. Yeah, and I think it's the difference between the one-off <clears throat> model where a client comes to us and says, hey, we need this video, can you do it? They already have an idea and a, and a, and a concept that they're just looking for someone who can execute on for the most part. Maybe there's a, a little bit of development on our end to help flesh that out, but for the most part, they have a specific idea coming into the relationship. Whereas Story Acceleration, we're, we are... We are part of the we, we're the the guiding force in the ideation of of you know what what you need what you, what's gonna right. what's gonna help you the most. So it's a collaborative process where we're really grafting ourselves into your your organization so that we we really learn all about you so that we can consult and and guide that along. And so it's a much more holistic consultation type process than just hey we're filmmakers who will. Give, what's your idea and we'll make it happen right that's still part of it oh yeah <clears throat> but where it's it there's so much more to it than just that yeah and uh, quite frankly not to just toot our own horns but i i have never seen anything like it with other filmmakers i've never seen there. anything like us no, never <laughs> never experienced anything like us <laughs> yeah i mean it's interesting because i i will talk to other filmmakers or uh and who are really wanting to get out of just being seen as like people with cameras, like video production crew and the, the, the storytelling, the pre-production, the vision, the, like the outlines, you know, someone's going to take the lead on that. And if it's not us, the client will. And right. that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's a bad thing. It's just, I think a lot of people have the desire to, to, you know, to create something from start to finish, but ultimately we have to know why we're making it ahead of time and and spend the time up front before we just show up with cameras yeah and and especially now that's what's need more than i need someone who knows how to make a video people need <clears throat> that that bigger holistic approach i need people who know how to tell a story and i know people who know how to like understand me and my story and my organization and how to tell it in a way that's going to be compelling to my audience because it used to be that if you just you just had enough money as a as a filmmaker and you could invest in the gear and the software you could do it you could make videos that was kind of the barrier for a long time and then and then, and then just selling that like you need video you need Here's video why. Yeah. and it was just very templated very like here it is and that's that is long gone because anybody with even a couple hundred bucks or an iPhone can make really nice looking high quality images and so it's not about that anymore. It's about the separator is not at the ability and the access. It's now the 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 craftsmanship, the artistry, the what makes Creative you what force. makes the, yeah the creativity. What makes you unique? Can you tell a story? Can you 
enter into an, an, an empathetic place with your client to like understand what they really need. That's, that's the difference. And that's what story acceleration really yeah, and it's engagement. Like, I mean, I'm just so sick of watching corporate videos that I, as soon as I see it, as soon as I hear that exact like music, the, <laughs> it's like the same delay guitar, the same. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's like they use the same, I don't know, program or instrument or whatever. You hear that exact, like, yeah, the audio jungle. When they don't take it out, they don't <laughs> purchase better. the song. Or I like it when they use the stock, the stock loops that are in like iMovie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> even better. Da, da, da. You've already, there's there's like one that I hear all the time. It's just royalty free, and they just slap it in there. We can yeah. make fun of it because we've done it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, even just like watching that, you just uh, you just want to like turn it off. You know, like e- like I would even in the past doing corporate videos show it to someone. And, like, look at my work that I did that this looks so good. And then they're like, okay, what are they even... Like, it's just mumbo-jumbo, right? Like, mm. there's no engagement into any story whatsoever of, you know, oh, cool, they're selling a printer. Like, why would I care? Yeah. Like, did, did this change something in the industry? Did this, um, you know, take the last dollar of the founder to create it? Did this whatever, you know? Like, there is a backstory to every... And I think a lot of our clients will be like, oh, yeah, we just want to talking head or we want something simple um, or we just want to really show a little product off and then we say okay we can do it but can we is do there it more? better is there more to it is there like and not better? everyone gets that and that's right. okay yeah yep not everyone understands like the the difference between being vulnerable and telling an authentic story that's really hard a lot of ceos is like everything's pre-scripted mm-hmm. yeah so you're like hey, well, but hold on like you and, know, and, you, and the like, marketing director will come to us and be like, "Oh, our CEO is great. He'll say anything we tell him to." <laughs> <laughs> but they're always so aspirational; like they know what they want the company to be perceived. Exactly. How do you break out of that to be like, "No, you as"? I think only evident, like evidence up. that it's helping you build trust in the marketplace will break you out of that paradigm. Until you, well, evidence that they're actually doing what they're saying they're doing. Yeah, I mean, if, if speaking. Like me as a leader, it's not easy to just bare your soul and te- and be vulnerable in authentic stories and just be like, oh, here's where we screwed up or here's we, we learned some things here. And it's not just easy to do that. No. But when when you when you do do that and that and and you see that that you're actually building genuine fans and people who really trust, you know, you can see that their trust is is increasing in the market. That's that's good positive feedback. You you, you can you know you well, you, you, want, to, you want to do more. You want to be more genuine, and you, you can trust the process a little bit more when you do get that feedback. Yeah, you, you have to know where you're going. And so if it's scary to say, oh, just be vulnerable, it's like, well, you have to have an endpoint in mind, mm-hmm. which is like the the conflict of the story that like I feel like I've that's been really eye opening to me is like pointing that out. Like if your if your story doesn't have that then it's all just accomplishment and it's jumping towards the resolution and the ending too quickly. And then people don't have a reason to really care. Right. And, but it can't be, it's like, it can't be all one thing. So I feel like for a lot of leaders, they'll hear, Oh, vulnerability or oh conflict. They're like, I don't want to talk about that, but it's like, well, we have to know that there's a resolution in mind. Like we're not just, just like, Hey, tell me the worst thing you've ever done. And and it's not even just the worst thing you've ever done, but (laughs) even, even the embellishments, like, we're so tempted to embell- do little embellishments. Oh yeah, and well, and and we can really manipulate an audience by, for like being filmmakers. Like there's a, there's a responsibility to like tell the truth and to do it in a in a in a real way, like because 
it's but not she, hard. You just put some you just put some music under it and it's like suddenly mm-hmm. the villain is everyone loves him. Especially right. when you're on a podcast like this with hundreds of thousands of listeners. And the villain is <laughs> to your right. You want to make sure that you're being truthful, truth speaking. You think this is going to be an underperforming podcast then cuz No. No, I'm only hundreds speaking of thousands. Honestly, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say, I don't want to embellish. I don't really want to say it's a million. Box right I'm, an, I'm picturing <laughs> I don't millions, but millions. no, but it's not. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right here, point, like, just say, yeah, slap Join that, subscribe, <laughs> smack it, that. smash the subscribe, smash that like button, smash, subscribe, <laughs> destroy <laughs> it, smash, hashtag smash, subscribe. <laughs> Join our text line. Well, I think that. A lot of this too. In our group chat. I think what I think what we come up against a lot. Come too over to my house. My address. Oh my god. Yeah. Was, all right. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. that it little starts. Tangent. I think what we come up against a lot too is that this is not. This is kind of a new way of thinking, especially in in the arena of like, the corporate world, business world, where. Not every business is totally in tune where, your emerging kind of market is the way they're thinking you talk about this all the time like younger people younger consumers so if you're talking about 18 to 35 right now these are people who are a lot more buyer conscious they're a lot more concerned with like the specifics of what they're buying and the companies they're buying from yeah they, lot- they want to know that like where they get x product came from a company that's doing something positive like on yeah. average like yeah, more people are concerned about what the, the power of their dollar and it's easier to figure that stuff out now yeah yeah so are you are you green are you whatever all these yeah. things that people are way more concerned with and then you see and then you can <clears throat> tell when uh big companies are doing like their market analysis and they see the data that consumers are they care about that so they just kind of slap that stuff out there mm. yeah. just like just to say it just to like check that box like, just oh. pandering yeah exactly oh we're green we're we're socially conscious whatever it might be and you can yeah. always tell when it's a company that's like oh no this is legit this is something they're passionate about dude we saw that with covid that was so, oh my God. that was so in your face like people who don't care about filmmaking at all would you know tell me i'm so sick of these commercials i'm so sick of hearing about how they're here for us, you know, all the mm-hmm. emails from every airline, from every person. It's like, just I trendy. It. It's trendy. In like, this difficult time. Yeah, we, like, okay, can you fault the first, in this the first company that did it? Like, oh, they're being nice. Right. <laughs> and there's like the next 20, it's like, you guys, hope you go under. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know. Here's what we're doing. Dude. I'm never buying Subway again. Right. <laughs> and it's not to say Don't that all of anyway. that was disingenuous, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, true. If it feels like you're doing it because it's what you should do, you feel like it's something you should do, then I think people are going to see right through that. As opposed to just being honest about the things that you are passionate about or that you do want to support as a, you know, and like Exactly. It, it, like companies are usually behind on like where culture is, so they're always playing catch up. So then by the time they put something out there, like culture's already shifted to a new thing and they can't keep up. And then and then you get a bunch of eye rolls and love. people expose that and and are like, "Hey, you're you're like you're not being completely yeah. honest mm-hmm. or, or genuine here. So then, then authentic, like authentic and genuine and all that stuff becomes like buzzwords. Right. And for <laughs> people who are just are master manipulators, just take that and they're like, Oh, how can we seem to the market? Like we're doing this thing. <laughs> it's like the whole, uh, co- uh, companies are sociopaths, you know, like, <laughs> like how like a lot corp- of really successful people. It's like, you know, you don't have well, to be a good person to be yeah, successful. It's funny that they analyze like the, what was it? The structure and the mindset and the personality of 
corporate entities as a whole and they say they closely reflect reflect uh, sociopaths because they yeah. are so void of empathy and emotion um, mm-hmm. but i in my opinion i some of my favorite you know corporate videos or, or, or big client videos are collaborations where they starbucks new balance reebok whatever they go to the community and they just find some artists and they do a collab and mm-hmm. those are so cool and they're how really it goes cool. is how it goes yeah and they're just fresh yeah, show awesome. show what you're what you're actually doing don't just say don't just lip service with your <laughs> your brand like actually show a story of like right. how you engage with your community how you made some change like even you're not hawking just a product and that. you're not words. yeah you're not just like set you're not set, you, it's even more authentic if you're not putting that story out there to sell something like you're just saying hey, here's what we cared about and we did it and then like you're developing uh your fans you're developing people who are connecting with that same cause and say like you know what next time i'm gonna get a coffee instead of going to dunks i'm gonna go to starbucks because you know what i mean like, yeah affinity <laughs> groups a great example of that <laughs> oh is uh patagonia you go to patagonia's film page or their stories page and they have like 40 something short films yeah all outdoors beautifully shot great little documentary and it's just what is already there what's real that's already there and no one's looking at like one video that they did where they checked the box and was like oh there's our outdoorsy video no they had 40 beautiful films that they're continually pouring money into and and their fans love them for it i mean some of them are award-winning like they're really great beautiful films yeah 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 it's starting to look at content creation as a company not as a a investment that you're looking for direct roi on necessarily in the short term but rather it's a budget item that you're factoring into like just what you do as a as a brand yeah it's like how are we telling our story (laughs) regularly with consistency and not looking for like oh we invest x in it and we get y right away but rather we know this is going to grow us holistically over time and And you you know how many millions and millions of dollars companies spend on a slight logo tweak redesign brand the 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 thought yeah because behind the, mar- the, it, the message likes, they're sending they like circles now yeah <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's like if you spend that much on on truly your your image of what people view you as well is this not an extension of that like if if for no other reason than to sell something or you know you're not putting it out there to just advertise yeah but if you're making art and you're making things that are an extension of your brand and, and what you believe is, is true and important. Like, I feel like they should spend equally as much money. I, I think it's, I think it's a difficult time. I, I want to have some empathy for these big no. corporations. No, none. none. No. Nope. no, it's a difficult time <laughs> because there is, there is a, um, I don't know, whatever you call want to call it cancel culture or whatever, but you know, in a time when, people feel like they need to be more politically correct it's because they're afraid that certain people groups or whatever will just say oh you know you did it the wrong way or that's Mm. not the right way so so it's actually really difficult to be vulnerable it's probably more difficult to be vulnerable now than ever before true vulnerability yeah because it feels like all of society is just waiting just waiting it's more waiting it's more difficult if you have things to expose which we all all do and i think that's part of the that's part of the point, but it's more, it's more difficult to be vulnerable as a company when maybe, maybe you're not actually standing for these things and that you're saying that you stand for and you're not showcasing that. And that's, and honestly, like people, I think appreciate that, like saying 
wow, we didn't actually see this as an issue before. Now we do, and now here's what we're gonna do to change it. Yeah. Now we ha- we've been wrong like right. that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's, that's not easy for sure. That's not easy to say. And you see so little of that. Yeah. But where you do, yeah. and where people are genuine, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- think about if a politician, for example, or a company, whatever, that makes a mistake because they're human, but they actually just own up to it. Right. And Stop. Ju- that doesn't happen. And they just said. <laughs> Be realistic. Just say, I'm what <laughs> planet are you on? Just, no, I'm, I'm saying imagine. Is this the imagination I'm podcast? Imagine, imagine, imagine with me for imagination. a second. Imagination. I mean, we all have pretty vivid imaginations, but this <laughs> all right. stretch. But it's like, I'm it, not seeing I it. I can't. It's like whenever anyone makes a mistake, you just deny till you die. Like, and, and it's so, it just makes it so much worse. Tap on the haters. Because there's, then there's no trust. And then the ability to regain any, any semblance of trust is just out the window after that. Because if I know you did this thing that was wrong, and then you just lie about it, so mm-hmm. anything else in the future, I just can't trust. Mm-hmm. And it, I, that that it's because, and we're talking about like businesses, whatever it might be, but all of that is just the rules of relationship. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it, if you're treating your audience or consumer base any differently than you would any other relationship. That's you're, you're that's a problem going down it, the wrong. It's path. like, oh, how do we build trust? It's like, well, how do you build trust in a friendship? Yeah. Right. <laughs> or with your wife or your husband or whatever. Like you just don't lie. Tell Apo- the truth. Apologize when you're wrong. You know, like do good things, <laughs> you know, be selfless. Like these are things that are true between any two human beings. And so they're true across the board. Mm-hmm. And that's what we mean when we say authentic storytelling is is applying those relationship principles to your business or your organization, whatever it might be. That's how you really stick out. And, and well, yeah. And the key with like uh, saying authentic, like I, I think about this a lot because it is a buzzword and for some people it's extra difficult because I mean, if you are authentic and you really know who you are, where you're going and why, and it, and it, and it, and it's a part of like doing good in the world then it's like, well, there you go. You get a great story. But if somebody is not kind of there yet, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not really in the process of like sort of self-actualizing, so to speak, that word doesn't mean anything. And that's that's when it gets scary. And yeah. like, and then it's, then it starts to get deep and we seem like philosophical, like, like, you know, therapists, you know, <laughs> like I, I've like had Try, these types of conversations. Trying to make people understand what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. then I'm like, it started when we started saying like, hey, we want to talk about why you do what you do. We're like Mike, why people, are you, why are you on the phone be like, for five hours straight with that <laughs> client? Like what happened? They're like, what do you, why are you crying? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I'm like, well, what? why do you get up in the morning? Why do you do this? Uh, because it's a better service. It, it good. You're like, what? Money. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, for what? What, like do wanna, what do you want to do? So, what do you want to do with the money? Started like unpacking that, and then you re- and then you realize like people are like, be authentic, be authentic. It's like if you don't know who you are, that doesn't that means basically to look at at what other people are doing and try to match that. Yeah, they, what they, you, they take it like, like be, be relatable. Well, that's the whole sociopath mindset. Yeah, just trying to like. So that that's, normal. that's something that it's like, man, sometimes it ends up being, you know, a deeper conversation than you set out for. And like, I, to me, that's like, that, that is like where I get energized. I'm like, yes, like meaningful conversation. Let's go. Like, that's the only thing that sets us apart from animals. You know, like we're like, <laughs> we actually are, are like having real conversations and then, you know, hopefully there's a, there's a good story to, to, to tell in there. And 
then you're kind of in the process of like almost, I don't know, helping someone really kind of set goals and, and talk about things that they, they don't all the time. And it's like, that's what people are really interested in at the end of the day. Like people are not interested in like, you just make a cert, you just, you, you have something to sell and you talk about it and then that's it. And I mean, mm-hmm. maybe in like very select markets or something, but you're probably not going to talk to like storytellers or filmmakers if you're just going to do like a targeted quick ad or something. So basically but, we went from just selling to having these conversations where right. we were like, yeah. let's, let's do yeah. this across the board. Like how many emails did I send? Like, do we noticed you could really use a video? Like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. There's a lot. There's no. a, that's wait, a, wait, wait, wait. Am I jumping ahead? Big time. No, wait. not really. Well, now I they, na- spoiler alert. Now they know there's a pandemic. Oh my, oh my gosh. My. <laughs> <laughs> it's been downgraded to an outbreak. Has it? The CDC says it's no, no longer a pandemic. Are you talking about swine flu? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> is that true? Time work? Yeah. So it's a, is it a global outbreak? I don't like, know. I don't know what the terms mean. Now we're really dating this thing. So. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Oh my God. Well, well what, what did, uh, what dreams did we have for this year? <laughs> Initially January comes yeah, around. So, well, okay. We definitely wanted a new space. Yeah. Let's catch, let's catch this up. So, so I came into Votary in May of 2019, but then didn't start working here till November of 2019 full time. And had to prove yourself. And I had to just prove myself through authentic storytelling, authentic blood sacrifice. <laughs> and Brotherhood. we, um, you know, we were talking a lot about the dur- every time you bite that apple. <laughs> oh my gosh! Go on, Stephen. Can you hit the juicy button? <laughs> Where is it? Why do- you don't need the juicy button? It's no, right there. John, we really it. don't. Oh, there it is. Juices. <laughs> I swear people are going to think that's something. Who made that? Who made that? All right. There was nothing perverted about that. It it was just. (laughs) Yep. See, they know. They know. Wow. This is (laughs) is what happens when we get a new toy. Off the rails. In the office. Okay, Steven. All right. That's your quota. You killed it. You killed it. Steven wanted to become a character. It was funny earlier. (laughs) All right. He's like, I'm in. All right. So started working and oh my god, this has to be the last one. <laughs> Those are bats. <laughs> yeah, they're just bats. Oh crickets. <laughs> bats. Bats. <laughs> bats. <laughs> uh, okay, bad? I'm gonna tell it for you. Juices. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So Cody here from Corey's perspective. Cody came in and instantly saw a lot of room for improvement. He was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why are those wires in the water with the dog on them? <laughs> no, truthfully, it was awesome because you jumped in with both feet and said, uh, there's a lot of things that can be improved and you knew how to improve them, especially with um, just kind of left brain order um processes the right left brain thing has been debunked i know i just it's a habit <laughs> it's a habit but yeah i you know you moved into the integrator position and you and i started working uh kind of side by side on in that in that regard 
to any of you listeners out there who uh, haven't heard of EOS Traction, a uh, big plug and a shout out to Pete Martino, mm-hmm. who's actually here today. He's Align with, 360, right? Yep, Align 360, awesome company. He's a he's an EOS Traction implementer. And uh, Read the book Rocket Fuel. Yep, that's a great one. Traction is the original book by uh, Gino Wickham. Wickman? Wickham. Wickman, I think. Wickman? Wickman. Uh, And it's really great. You know, it's just kind of classic. Why are we doing all this work and not getting anywhere? And uh, it just, it gives, it's a great framework that helps you focus and go after milestones every quarter. And as they call it, just get your team to row together in the the same direction. So that's what we started doing. And uh, Cody was super helpful with in that regard. We started looking for a new place to move the office mm-hmm. um, and found this space. That started we're looking in. a while ago before Cody ever came on. We actually looked at this <coughs> place. Yeah, you're right. A year before March. So it must have been 20. That still was 2019. 19. But it was early 2019. And this we looked at this space and it didn't have floors or anything. So we were. Uh, we were just like, ah, oh, the expense is too too big. It's a really nice big place, great for a studio. We could see ourselves expanding into it. Um, but it was just, it felt a little out of reach financially. And a whole year went by, almost a year. It was February of, the, of 2020 that we kind of came back, saw that it was still for rent, which was crazy because the city where we are, Worcester, is um, doing really well. It's, it's, it's expanding and um, it's, it's just kind of booming. So uh, we came back, and to our surprise, it was still available. Um, we made an offer, and it turned out to be really good. So uh, we were able to dis- sign a lease, and pretty much the week that we signed the lease, uh, the news hit that the world was <laughs> basically shutting we, down. We were like, we so so much was happening at the same time because, like, part of what gave us the confidence to take such a big step was that our our sales prospects were huge. We had three or four jobs that were game changers lined yeah. up that were like upper, upper six figures. Yeah, just yeah. We had over like a half a million in the pipeline. And yeah, yeah. And, and so we're like, all right, here we we're go. This is great. It. Like we're gonna we're gonna ramp up this winter. We're gonna move into this new space. We're well, gonna- we were concerned when we would find time to move in. Mm-hmm. When when with all the work, when, when could we? Right. You know, we had to upfit this whole place. Yep. Was, and do yep. and we had a lot of trades. Tons of work. Yep. And so there was just, there was just like, it was super exciting though. And, uh, yeah, like, so we, it was fe- what, February 1st, 20, 2020 that we signed the lease. It, it was actually the end of February. Mm. Yeah. Well, we all, commit, all, I, we, all I know yeah. is right after we signed it, it wasn't long. It, it, it was, it was maybe a week, 10 days and everyone, we, we had just started to figure out how to get materials in here and whatnot. And the, the, everyone went into lockdown, like well, at, at home, shelter in place. Uh, contractors really didn't want to come out. Um, city clients, Sydney inspections, things like that all went away. All sales, uh, all sales other than our monthly clients disappeared. Boom. Yeah. Which I mean, and it was a lot. Thank it, you to our monthly yes. clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. Which so is our kind partners. of miraculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of right there. It was just like everything we've talked about so far today. This idea of like partnership relationship with our clients. Like if we needed proof that that was mm-hmm. the way to go, it yeah. was that. And they, they, you know, that's not just a one way street. The, uh, 
us being able to continue to serve them mm-hmm. was super timely for them too because messaging is pivoting and we, there's COVID messaging and there's suddenly all this remote work which needs a lot more video examples and whatnot yeah. and uh, live streams and this and that. So it just it, it's we we got through and it was hard, it was it was both hard and good to have some, this physical space to mm-hmm. focus on improving it and getting it all ready uh, to move into once the lot. And so we really didn't, you know, we kind of went split. Some, some of the companies sheltered in place, some would come and work on it. And, you know, we, we, we did that for pretty much two and a half months, three months. It was like all of March, all of April. I can't take any first, credit first for you, you, but you still worked at home. Sales, sales continued well, on. Yeah, and I and I like had a whole <laughs> like soul searching, like what am I doing? And and like <laughs> took that storytelling course, and then I came back. I'm like, guys, we got to talk about yeah, I mean, story I, structure and all this stuff, and and started making LinkedIn videos, and which was really uncomfortable, but. Yeah, yeah. It was, wasn't time wasted, I don't think, by anyone. No, no. I'm just saying, th- for this space, like, I was blown away because yeah. I, I'm saying I can't take any credit for, like, no, any anything in here because <laughs> no, I was just, like, at home trying to... Wasting time. Just <laughs> figure my <laughs> life out. I, I, I just thought of it now. I was like, I never said goodbye to the old office. Oh, <laughs> you weren't there. Never... Uh, we took a we took a photo. Oh, actually, I helped move from. Actually, I wasn't space, even so. gonna take a photo. Cody snapped it. Oh yeah, he's like stand right there. Took a photo. Said goodbye. Anyway, Jed our viewers don't document. care. Our listeners don't care about any of that. Wow, is it come? We're gonna have to disable that those. You really need to come up with some uh, more original. Sound bites. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I actually think those ones are funny though. Like, I call it my <laughs> old like cartoon uh, sound effects. Anyway, uh, well, do you guys want to go into any more detail of like the of moving in here, or do you think that's? I interesting? think a or good segue is because I know what the, it's. A, you guys summed it up pretty well just now, but it's. Mm-hmm. A, I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot I mean, of crazy. I, we could we could reserve like the actual detailed story for for another yeah, we'll, day, another video. Um, you know, maybe we'll put it on our Patreon. <laughs> I'll just say uh, the, the cliff notes, the the high level stuff is. It was kind of a miracle because. Yeah. When all those sales disappeared and you suddenly don't have any cash and you've signed on the dotted line that you're taking over a space and you're committing and it's a lot more money and not only is it a lot more money monthly, but there's all the upfit costs and somehow we were able, we had such good partners and clients and friends that we were able to do this whole upfit for minimum cash out. And just a bunch of doors opened that sh- really kind of shouldn't open. It was kind of miraculous that we were able to just go from sort of one phase to the next and uh, and 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 keep going in a time when it looked like it, many businesses were just shutting down. Yeah, I mean, w- without giving the exact figures, the what it should have cost us to do this, we spent maybe ten percent of it right to, to make it happen, which right. was just. A series of small miracles. So, you know, we do have these partnerships, and we're so happy to be building them with uh, awesome clients, awesome partners. It's a really wide variety of work to help companies grow holistically. And part of that process is developing what we kind of been calling brand-based entertainment. This isn't just, you know, what we're making with our partners is not just, um, well, Pretty much none of it is your standard corporate junk. 
it's stuff that we are entertained by, you know, beautiful docu-series and whatnot. And that's not just in an effort to grow with our partners, but also we're refining our craft for our own originals. So part of this, part of the vision of moving into this space is to go further into um, the sort of writer's mode and get into crafting our own original uh, stories. So that, that, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers out there that say that they're, you know, looking to do that or make a short film on the side or maybe a feature one day or whatnot, whatever. But, think, you know, I'm really happy and excited that we have a, a, a roadmap and a plan to move into crafting original stories and getting them out, out there in the world. And I, I guess the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I think that you, a good, you know, a good story says ahead of time, this is where we're going. And we, it'll help us document along the way um, exactly the, the, the road that gets us there, right? So um, I am just kind of going to bring up things like that in this podcast of like visional things that we, you know, this is where we're going. This is what we believe in. And it may, be, it may turn out a little different. Than, than the way I say it, but it definitely will. And <laughs> that's just the way things go. It, it always does. It's always a little and different. Usually, even better than. So I'll be sure of it. But I think that <laughs> I think that you know part of us being authentic and vulnerable with telling our stories is to say, to give a realistic view of where our mindset is at in particular moments in time, and then we'll revisit it over time and say what was changed, how did we pivot, what where are we going. And, um, so I, I just got to say, I'm part of part of the vision for for this place mm-hmm. is I'm just so excited about us developing original content, and that's actually yeah. the meeting that's yeah, coming in. Where we in are right minutes. now feels like the building block to get there. Like it feels like we were like moving into the space and getting our foundational basics down and our core values and who we are, and creating stories for ourselves, like this podcast, doing the basics, and then getting the client work, and then go and actually create the content we want to create yeah it definitely is uh not out of reach uh but yeah it's good to take a snapshot of where we are right now and right be able to look back on it yeah i think it was only a week or two ago that we settled on our tagline uh, which is meaningful stories and that is the case for our with our with our partners and with the stories that we're that we're writing stories that are important to us um and so maybe with that, anybody else have anything else they want to talk about? No, I think I think it's a good stopping point. We can talk more about uh, this, a little bit more detail of getting into this office, and then also like our vision for this physical space. You know how we see it like playing a role in getting in was easy with the Votary Collective, with the collective, and He's and in Anthem. you know. Oh my God, I hate Jono. <laughs> so a couple of hammer swings, and we were in. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing much to say there. <clears throat> what gives me the most joy in my life is, is watching Jono make me so yeah, mad. It's just so I don't know why it's like it's just like eating a brownie. For me. <laughs> he's just, so, I'm like this is so he's nice. so annoying because it's it's not like it's like he it's not clever. It's, <laughs> okay. No, right. it's just dry. You just got to step it up. <laughs> yeah, because I've always really appreciated sarcastic, dry humor and getting to, just getting to know Jono. I didn't know that he was so like like Stupid. dry and sarcastic until like probably like six months into knowing him. So, anyways, point being, I think a good next thing to to talk about would be our vision for this office and like the bigger picture of you know kind of becoming a hub 
of the filmmaking community here is a big goal. So it's a perfect. huge goal. Love it. Play us out, boy. There's a, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover. Next, yeah. I think it's episode we're gonna get. But uh, yeah, episode two. I think we're uh, I think we're wrapped. You want me to play the? Oh, doing it I don't know if the. Yeah. All right, like, subscribe, you know, follow us on, like, Instagram, you know, Votary Films. Smash that like button. Yo, s- <laughs> slap that. <laughs> really? That, we, don't, we don't have any I can't because I don't have the thing. Assault okay. that like right, button, That was pretty good beatboxing, I guess. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you next time.